Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Purposeful Marketing Podcast. Just Aaron and James today, and we're going to tackle a subject that's dear to our heart, as we were both in content roles. James is still in a content role. I was in the past. And that is handling client feedback. Now, we're going to kind of take this a bunch of different places, but I think specifically if you work in an agency, this is something you're going to deal with your whole entire career. That's why we wanted to discuss it today, create a space for it so we can deconstruct it, pull in different pieces and figure out where it goes. So James, I'm kind of just going to throw it to you just to kind of really um, lay the framework down, the mindset down for kind of this conversation. So what do you got, James? Yeah, I think um, one of the, the ways to think about it from a high level is like if I'm thinking like the evolution of someone new to content marketing and agency life getting client feedback. Um, and that's kind of like the myriad of different ways you can handle it mentally um, on a spectrum. When you start, you know, it feels like a lot of, okay, apply everything. Like everything the client says is right. Um, all of their feedback is right. I'm just going to make sure that v if V1 has feedback, I'm going to make sure V2 doesn't, you know? hit the check mark, hit the check mark, hit the check mark. And then as you get more experience, you start um, like pushing back a little on things or, or noticing things about maybe some of the feedback you're getting that you just don't agree with. You know, maybe the feedback doesn't align with best practices. Maybe it doesn't align with the goal you had. Um, and I feel like what what then starts to happen is you get really gung ho about it, you know, um, you start thinking like, I'm the expert. They're not, they hired me to do this. They hired us to do this. They hired the agency because we're experts. Um, we just need to find a way to teach them that this is the right way. Like we have to, we have to make sure they know that this is the right way. Um, and then you know, and then there are these whole other moments that are more like watershed where there's feedback about something just elemental or fundamental to what you're doing, especially if you work like Gorilla does in long-term engagements. Some of the things that you produce are like fundamental properties that you'll be working with for the rest of the relationship. Um, and sometimes feedback on those feels more out of your control maybe or about things that um, there's forces beyond your control and there's kind of a return to oh my gosh how do i approach this so um i guess that's kind of like how i see the overview of this discussion as like here are the different ways you know you can approach feedback um on content or on like foundational work, like messaging, um, even like strategy. Uh, and, uh, I feel like that's like, that's a good umbrella for, for a good survey. I don't know if there's anything in jet, anything at a high level that I missed weeks. Yeah. I think that's great. A phrase you use, which, um, I love it is you can only take your clients so far. And I think feedback is that, um, shared direction, shared journey together. And I think where you experience this most, 
um, in an agency setting is um, pushing your clients to the edges, doing something that they have never done before. And this could be maybe the type of content, right? Um, doing a video format versus writing a long form technical content, which maybe kind of our clients we work in our space are more used to. I think when you face that, the mindset you need to have is, okay, how do I have better messaging so they understand the messaging I'm creating for them? How do I build trust through relationship building? You know, how do I not take the feedback um, just at face value, as you, face value as you were saying, and it's like, all right, I'm just gonna apply it and move on. Because the moment where you get there, um, you're not really taking your client with you. You just stopped, right? It's like, I'm just gonna apply this feedback and move on. And I know as a copywriter, I've been a culprit as that as well. It's like, I have all these different things I have to do. Let me apply the feedback and stop. One of the things I do wanna kind of discuss is just um, generally like pushing your client to the edges with content. I think this is something that maybe we both experience a lot as I think Grill76 and Proofpoint Marketing does a great job um, trying to get our clients from not doing the thing they did before to doing something new. Um, I know James, you have so many examples of this. Do you want to kind of just, um, talk about that in relation to, um, getting feedback on getting clients to do new things with content? Yeah. I think the, the biggest way that, that content folks experience this is that when they, when in the pitching stage of something, right. Or maybe the relationship's beginning and you're, you're on a client's website and you're like, what content does this website need? And you know about their business. And here's like a classic example would be, you know, that they guarantee performance of their product. Oh, you guarantee do your competitors. Um, maybe some of them do, but none as well, or none provide such a robust guarantee. You're like, oh my gosh, well, we should have a performance guarantee page on your website. And um, here's why, because it will convert people because there's a million reasons why, obviously. And in the pitching stage, the client is all aboard the train because why would they not be? This is gonna be so awesome. Our conversion rate on our website's gonna go way up. Um, it oftentimes a page like that, they when they're thinking about it, then they're thinking about, this is who we are. This is a big part of like, you know, why we built this company. Um, and then you get into it and, you know, you realize that your version of the best performance guarantee page for this client, it's like, can I get a picture of a guarantee that you've sent to someone? Can we show what one of these actually looks like? Can we tell the customer the exact what performance will be guaranteed? And you start getting answers like, well, we customize them for every customer and the legal team doesn't want any numbers on the website. They don't want any, they, we don't want someone to be able to come back and say they didn't get what was promised, even though they did. And you start having all these hurdles and all this pushback on what you, you feel is, you know, best practice, which is I'm going to meet a customer where they're at and sh really show them what in this case, the performance guarantee, what this looks like and what it can mean in a, in a immediate engaging way that shows this company's point of view that shows their cards that puts the, their heart on their sleeve and hands it to the customer. 
Um, and it, it just doesn't go anywhere. And everything that you get excited about is the stuff that they're like, whoa, brakes, like pump the brakes. And it's, it can be pretty, um, it can be pretty demoralizing to constantly, mm -hmm. you know, if that's a battle that I'm going to fight endlessly, um, that's, you know, that's pretty demoralizing. Um, and, and that's where something like, you know, just reminding yourself, you can only take the client so far <laughs> kind of comes in and that at the end of the day, um, if they don't want it, if they want it a certain way, if they need it a certain way, it's just gotta be that way. And the, the best you can do is give them every opportunity to do it, the, to do it the best way, you know, share as much of your expertise as you can, let them know everything you need to let them know to have done your due diligence to make the best product possible. But, um, sometimes that is literally what happens. And I think that would be kind of like my prototypical example of a difference in understanding of a problem and a goal and a piece of content and how they all interact. That is not that feedback is helpful for, you know, generating mutual understanding and that conflict ends up building a lot of trust because the client knows like that you are not just going to let this thing not be good, but it's not, that is not something that's always resolved with a, okay, we're all on the same page. We're going to do it your way. Nice. Nice. The client's on board. It's going to be perfect. You know, it, it just doesn't usually, it doesn't always work like that. Um, I would guess that if you had a content example, it would be something similar, um, like that. Yeah. I think, I think what's interesting, cause I want to get back to trust, but within, um, your dialogue, there some things I want to pull out is, um, show, not tell, um, what excites you and then skepticism. I think those three things are important because that's normally what I want content to do for a customer's customer. I think as we're trying to get feedback, we should think about that ourselves. Um, I think often with handing someone content, you really need to show them what matters. I think that was something um, as a copywriter and as a strategist and just in other roles, it's like, I'm asking you to do this feedback. Here's what you should think about that can help you get better feedback. I think when you, you and I did a copywriter feedback a long time ago, I think we had some similar thoughts on that. It's like, um, generally people don't really know what they're supposed to give you with feedback. Um, and specifically around content, specifically around newer types of content. I think that's interesting. And I think what excites you is very interesting because um, write, write anything <laughs> if it doesn't excite your client or it doesn't excite your customer's customers. So if you actually ask your client, what excites you about this piece of content? I think that's, you're probably gonna get better feedback from that, right? And then the third thing with skepticism is um, I think James and I are very skeptical people, <laughs> right? I imagine our clients are too. So just learning what that is and then addressing that in the feedback. Again, when we say you can only take your clients so far, maybe you have to take them down the skepticism path together and you have to walk it and you have to talk about it and you have to get there. So I'll just let you respond to those three things, James, or any one of them, and then we can get back to trust. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're right on the money. I think that um, from my experience, you know, 
a lot of times as a if if you're the person producing the content depending on like how your agency works and we're thinking about this from an agency perspective obviously but thinking about the way your agency works you might be in like a very execution level role you you might even be like distant from the client in most interactions um and and this is going to lead us to trust but you know like you said going down that skepticism route as like together basically showing up and having the conflict can be really valuable like if you're looking at at something and you're like okay it looks like we have fundamental differences about what we think this piece of content should do maybe just meeting and talk like meet and talk about it lay yourself out there like make yourself open to everything that that person is saying you know give give the client a platform to engage with you directly about that um and a lot of times what happens i mean it is a like a practice of mining for conflict i mean two people approaching that conflict together that is where you find out one is this something is this a real fundamental difference what is the fundamental difference um is it something that's is it a gap that's closed by um education one way or the other me learning about this client's business um but at the end of the day like opening yourself up to that conversation is like a massive trust win for you and the client and a lot of times i think the reason that big conversations like this will happen about content because like a lot of times content is such a it's such a an individual piece of content is such a small thing compared to an overall marketing strategy <laughs> and a, an individual piece of content will get like crazy scrutiny and a lot of times what it is is the person who produced it is at an execution level they don't interface with the client a lot they don't get a lot of face time their thought process isn't something the client has been able to like pick at and prod at and like you haven't been able to do that kind of working conflict thing yet um and doing that can be a huge step towards like a long-term relationship of trust that results in a lot of really helpful feedback from the client and way less unhelpful feedback and just like this super long-term working relationship that's really efficient and nice and positive that helps you produce your best work um I yeah mean, i think i know that you, i'm going to steal something that you said earlier yeah. and just preface what what you're about to say um except that i forgot what it was um never mind go ahead <laughs> um okay because one thing i want to linger on because i think it is important what you're talking about is in most content roles or execution and it's kind of unfortunate that you don't get to build that relationship with the client directly. Um, I think the content role would be served better if you could, um, such as a strategist role, really have those relationship touch points. And then you can say, which is great strategy direction is, we're gonna go experiment this. Can you commit with this to me? Content doesn't really have that lead way to, to try those things. And I, I think that's a huge pain point that I really was not thinking about. And as you build trust, like um, 
trust is like a human emotion, right? <laughs> so you really need to talk to people. Um, just any follow-up on that? Because I think that's really important. I want our listeners to think about that as if you're in a content role. Um, can you get closer to the client? Can you start to build those relationship processes so then you can kind of have that trust in the feedback? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone, but an easy way to get FaceTime with a client is to produce something really bad. <laughs> like, like, like setting up a situation like this, it, like this is when you get that level of FaceTime. And I'm, I'm thinking about, and this is probably not true across all agencies, but if, if you're, if you're at an agency that does like full strategic implementation, like full blown partnership in all likelihood, like there's not enough time in the day for the client to also be spending time with the person executing on content. Um, and that's the, that's the real reason that, that that's, that the execution level folks don't have that, um, link. It's just that how much time are we supposed to be taking of the clients? You know, they have their own job. Um, so that's really all I, all I'd add there is that it's, that's your opportunity. Like if, if you think that part of, you know, an issue that in a conflict that's a, that's brewing is that you don't have that FaceTime. Well, here's your chance. <laughs> like working through this conflict will be the best FaceTime you get. Um, so I, I think that it's a, it's, it's the mark of someone who's experienced that they see the, the most incorrigible client as, as the one that's like the biggest opportunity for like personal interaction. Um, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I think just to, to move us along something we had written down that, um, we really want to kind of discuss is at a certain point, um, you do need to trust the feedback. Um, the term we used is, um, you may be the expert on content, but your client is the expert at the business. So that is probably a lesson that I had to learn. Um, I love your idea of like writing bad content, but just having to learn to address feedback and then kind of um, really adapt to it at some point, because if you keep pushing back, right, um, you're eroding that trust. You're not building the relationship. And at the end of the day, again, like, you know, content, but yes, your, your client knows the business and they've been building the business. So you got to trust them. Um, again, is that experience that you've had a lot, James, or have you gotten to that point before? Yeah. And that's the thing that I was going to say earlier that I forgot. Um, cause I, I think it's, I think it's true. You know, as much as you, you, you feel you're the expert on content, you must admit that they're the expert on what they, on what they do. Um, and I think what happens sometimes is, uh, you know, marketing is just one piece of a big puzzle. And when you're, you know, you're wearing your hat and you're doing your job and, um, you don't have eyes or ears on what maybe the CEO thinks that marketing is doing for them and, and why the CEO thinks it's important, not just based on the stated goals with your relationship, but what marketing might be doing beyond that. For the company. Um, I think that's especially true in any, if you work for an agency that um, always reports on the same things. So like some agencies are like, here's what we do. And we promise X. 
you know, it's going to deliver X result for you. Um, plenty of companies, newsflash are going to work with you and, and have their own ideas about some other things marketing is going to do for them and some other ways that marketing matters for their company. And, um, I, I think of something like, you know, if you're doing mesh, if you're doing like messaging strategy and you're, you're building out, okay, here's the story that we're going to tell. And the way that they're reacting to, to that story is just telling you like, what, like, why did we put all, we poured all of this in. We talked to so many customers. We got so much information and we talked to some of your best people. We talked to your best salespeople. Um, and we learned this from them. This, this is information that we've gathered. We, we harvested this with our bare hands and you're telling us that it's not relevant or that it's not true. Like, it's like really, it's really frustrating. And almost always the place that the client is coming from is rooted in like their understanding and point of view about their business that is just like, wasn't ever gonna get captured until there was like, until they understood that, that we were misunderstanding something um, from their point of view and that's just a case of one of those things where one way of thinking about it is you can only take the client so far, but the other way is, is really just that you need to accept that there's a chance that you're wrong and they're right. Mm -hmm. And depending on what the, the issue is at hand, there's a pretty good chance that you're wrong and they're right. Um, so I, I think that it's important to like relish those opportunities as well to be kind of like taught something um, to have like been wrong about something that you're really not supposed to be an expert in in the first place. It's pretty low stakes for you. Love that. I think that's well said and not much more to add. I think there's only so much time in the day and you can't be an expert on everything. So when you have the opportunity to, um, learn to trust someone, that's probably a good opportunity for you. On the other hand, this would be the idea I do want to end with is there should be a point of friction. Um, as James and I were writing down, we said, you know, no business has grown from not fighting. So particularly with customer interviews, I think this is where I see it a lot. A customer says something, we bring it back to the client and the client says, well, that may not be true. And it's like, there's a point where you need to fight for it. What's the middle ground, right? Can you trust um, your client um, in the feedback? And can you also push back with the friction? because that can be a learning opportunity as well. I think a great example of this is maybe a middle ground is writing this piece of content. Great, you don't wanna put it on the website. Can we show it to three customers? The customers that we did in the interviews, can we just take it back to them? Can we learn something from that assumption or truth? I think those ideas and mindsets kind of like really help everyone grow and not just again, marrying the feedback and trusting it unconditionally. You got any final thoughts on that, James? Not really. I, th I think, I think you nailed it. I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that there's, there's an element of, again, the fact that like that conflict just means that both parties care about what's happening. Um, and you build trust by caring about the quality of your work. And the client recognizes that when you don't just accept their feedback every time, just because 
when you take their bad ideas to task. Um, you know, and, but it goes both ways. And like, when, once you learn how to do your end of that, which is, um, understanding the ways that, you know, tough feedback or feedback that is fundamentally different from the way that you're thinking about a project, um, is actually a reflection of what your client is hoping to gain from this and what maybe goals that you didn't know they had for a project are. Um, when you start recognizing that, that's when you have like this conflict that builds a relationship into something more powerful. Um, and hopefully that translates to more impactful content, um, ideally. Definitely, and that's um, feedback. It's part of the job. You got to work on it. And the reason is to have more impactful content. So listeners, I appreciate you for your time. Again, we love to really talk about anything that impacts your day-to-day -day life um, as the tactical practitioner. Um, generally, I, we do love the conversations that um, are a little brainy. Why not? This is our space. If you're new here, we are taking guests. You can find this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Um, specifically, if you want to raise your hand and DM me, that's how a couple other guests have found us to get on the podcast. I'd um, love to have you on, but take care of yourself, take that feedback and apply it. Thanks, everyone.